Hi, friend, and welcome to the Temple Care Podcast. I am doing something a little different for the next few weeks. Um, I'm calling it the Summer Replay, and I really wanted you guys to hear the top five episodes ever played on Temple Care. Um, In the fall, Temple Care is turning two years old. (laughs) So I've been doing this for two years, and over these two years, I have met so many awesome guests and I decided to go back and just look through the podcast um, platform and see what have been the most listened to episodes of all time. And I was kind of surprised, um, but honestly, some of them are so, so good. And so over the next few weeks, I'm just going to replay some of those for you and share my thoughts before we dive into them. Today's uh, replay is the most listened to episode of all time, which is the 40 Day Sugar Fast. And the reason why I think this might be the most listened to episode of all time is because people see that title and they're intrigued and they think, wow, what could she be talking about? Is this about dieting? Um, I know that was kind of my first impression when I picked up the book, The 40 Day Sugar Fast. I was kind of wondering um, how this could be a spiritual topic. (laughs) And I um, love this episode because this was the first time I went through the sugar fast uh, 40 days. And so God um, did some amazing things in my heart during this time. He um, showed me some awesome things. And I think the biggest takeaway, I went back and listened to this before I'm going to replay it for you guys, but my biggest takeaway from doing the first 40-day sugar fast, and then I did it again with a group of friends, was that God he is more interested in me being present with him than my perfection. And I think this goes with so many areas of our lives. Uh, In the past, I wouldn't have even signed up for a sugar fast because of fear of failure. And I think a lot of times in my life, I don't try things because I'm afraid of failing and I want to do them perfectly. And this fast challenged me to do it anyways, even though I was going to fall on my face a few times and I was going to turn to comfort eating when I wasn't supposed to be or turn to sugar in the middle of the fast. And um, God still uh, spoke to me, still transformed my heart, still taught me things. And I think he is in the process still of teaching me to accept my imperfections as part of the growth journey and as part of his greater purpose and plan and to um, go through this life realizing that I still have the flesh inside me. I still have that sin nature inside me, but that doesn't mean he's not going to use me and um, to transform my life in the process. And perfection is not really the goal in this life um, because none of us are perfect. And so I think that God is through these sugar fasts, he is breaking down those walls for me and teaching me to accept myself in all the imperfections I have. And um, I hope that this episode, just listening to it, if you haven't listened to it yet, I'm glad you get to listen to it now. And if you already have, I would challenge you to listen to it again because um, I get new things every time I listen to something over again. And so I hope that it just encourages you to really lean into the Lord. Maybe do the sugar fast for yourself um, or maybe just pray about doing it. I always do it in January, so um, you can join me to do it again in January. Um, But I just feel like God maybe wants to encourage your heart that you do not have to do this life perfectly and that you can still offer him 
your five loaves and two fishes and he will multiply it. No matter how small and meager and insignificant those five loaves and two fishes feel, he can still turn it into something great. So um, be encouraged. I can't wait for you guys to hear this episode. And welcome to the Temple Care Podcast. This is a place where we take a faith-based approach to mental and physical health. Today is a really special day because I want to talk to you about this book I've been reading. It's called The 40-Day Sugar Fast by Wendy Spake. I read it um, with on my membership site and I also read it with one of my closest friends, and it has completely transformed my faith and my life, and I can't wait to share with you what I learned during these 40 days. Uh, My first experience with a fast was not a great one. I was back in college. I was running on the cross-country team, and we'd run in the morning and in the afternoon, and I remember I thought, okay, I'm going to do a fast for just one day. And by the afternoon practice, I was ready to pass out and I was feeling terrible. So I gave up right then and there and went to the cafeteria and got dinner. (laughs) So um, I don't have a great history with fasting. And I was feeling, though, like the Lord was really calling me to this. I have been on a journey with him. He has been working on me, especially in the area of emotional eating. Uh, I... You know, when God kind of brings a sin to your life or or to your attention, a sin that you have in your life that he wants to work on, it just becomes this thing where you can't ignore it anymore. And through a series of really food allergies that have happened recently that came out of really nowhere, God was slowly, I, I kind of pictured myself holding all the foods that I love with a tight fist, you know, like carbs and cheese and bread and all the good things, desserts, and I was holding them with a tight fist and I felt like God was slowly taking one finger off and the next finger and slowly opening my hand until I gave him everything that was part of the things that I love to eat. But it was was an emotional experience because not only was I just enjoying these foods, but they were a way to cope with my emotions. So Once I started seeing that this was an area of sin that I wanted to deal with and that the Holy Spirit was convicting me, I started picking up all kinds of books on the topic of emotional eating and how that relates to our relationship with the Lord. Um, I wanted to tell you a few of them in case you're interested in reading some of these. Um, One of them was Made to Crave by Lisa Turkhurst. The other was um, Love to Eat, Hate to Eat by Elise Fitzpatrick. And the last one I recently read was Reshaping It All by Candace Cameron Bure. And all of these books really um, kind of shaped me in different ways. They helped me think about how I was viewing food as an emotional outlet, how I could turn to the Lord instead, um, different Like they all had different tactics and ways to pour into your faith instead of pouring into food. Um, And then, you know how Amazon kind of like knows what you read and they recommend a new book to you? Well, this time Amazon recommended this 40-day sugar fast. And I, this is not the first time I heard of it. I had actually been watching, I had liked uh, Wendy Spake's Facebook page. 
and I had kind of been watching from a distance that these people did a 40-day sugar fast, and I always said to myself, oh, there's no way I can do that. Like, that just sounds way too hard. Um, but at this point in the process, God had been priming my heart. He had been preparing me for this, and so as soon as I saw that book come up on my Amazon recommendations, I thought, I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to see what this book is all about. And so the other thing that happened was in, in the first, I think it's in the introduction or the first couple of pages, it says to grab a friend and have a friend do this 40-day sugar fast with you. And I'm thinking, who is going to want to do this? <laughs> I mean, it just, it sounds... It sounds daunting when you, you tell someone, but um, I reached out to one of my close friends and sent a text, and when I sent the text, I thought to myself, there's no way. You know, I'm just going to send it, um, and I was so blessed to see her response because she immediately said, yes, I want to do this. God has been working on my heart in this area, and I'm ready. Um, so just seeing her faith in stepping out like that was a huge blessing to me and, and showed me like, wow, you know, I was hesitant for years looking at this book, but she's just ready to go. So I was just so thankful that the Lord blessed me with just a close friend to walk through this with me. Um, and I think it just, it goes to show you, you know, if you ever think about doing anything like this, or if there's a book that you want to read and grow from, just ask your friends, you know, see if, if they want to grow in that with you. And I think the Lord will surprise you with um, the work he's doing in their heart. And so it can, you know, strengthen your faith by seeing that as well. So um, I want to talk about just some of the things that really stood out to me. Um, you're going to have to bear with me because I'm going to flip through my book as I'm doing this podcast. But one of the things that um, really was, was a struggle for me was thinking about all the spiritual warfare that I experience around this topic, I feel like Satan is constantly attacking me in this area. And um, a lot of times I feel like, you know, food becomes this comfort thing, but it's also like a two-edged sword because it just, it's it's not something that is good. And it, it ends up leading to worse action and worse emotional instability. And so I really like um, this quote. It says, uh, they're talking about She's talking about Satan. She says, he prefers it when you struggle with migraines and emotional instability, when you are irritated with your spouse and your kids and your coworkers. He loves it when you blow up at your family or friends over a sugar-induced spike and crash. However, when you turn to Christ for his free and freeing power, Satan takes offense and goes on the offensive. He hates it when you fast and pray because he knows that each time you go to God rather than to sugar to fill your longings, the Spirit of God floods into the empty places in your heart and life, and Satan hates losing ground. So, man, did that just open my eyes because this whole time I've been thinking, you know, why do I struggle with this? Why is this something that, you know, I have to deal with, and why do I feel like there's so much spiritual warfare around it? And it's it's really coming down to Satan wants me to look to something else other than the Lord to satisfy me, and so when he can... He can convince me to go to that cheaper thing. He's won. But when he sees me trying instead to turn to the Lord, he's going to put up a bigger fight. Um, I also felt like throughout this fast, something that I, I really appreciated and saw, and I also heard this from my friend who was doing it with me, we felt like we heard from the Lord more, like not more because he's always communicating with us, but more easily. It's almost like our ears were ready to listen to 
what he was telling us because we were closer to him, because we were constantly coming to him with our hunger. And uh, one of the quotes I love is on page 70. It says, the truth of this overwhelms my heart each time I fast and pray. When I'm not fasting, I tend to lose sight of him because I'm running, running, running. But when I fast, I slow down and get down, low to the ground. Fasting brings me to the feet of my Savior, humble and aware of my need. Fasting reminds me that he is my Savior still, my ever-present saving Savior. I felt like during this, I was I was so close to him because I had to be, because I was struggling and because I was dealing with sin. Um, and setbacks came. And what happened when I wasn't turning to sugar, I turned to other foods like uh, fried foods and carbs and snacks. Um, and I just, you know, I felt like I can't win here. I felt like my sin was being so exposed that it was really difficult. But God was so very patient with me. I, I remember one night in particular, I had just, I just started eating snacks because I couldn't, I knew I couldn't turn to sugar, but I just, I was going at a bag of chips and it was just, you know, and then at the end of the night, I, I apologized to the Lord and I said, I'm so sorry. I know I turned to something else other than you. And I felt like, how am I supposed to now continue with this fast? I already screwed up. But I, the very next day, there was this chapter called Wait and Worship, and it went through how um, the Lord gives us all these wonderful promises in His Word. So it went through Jeremiah 29, 13, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Deuteronomy 4, 29 says, but if from there you seek the Lord your God, you will find Him if you seek Him with all your heart and with all your soul. And Second Chronicles fifteen four. But when they and their trouble did turn unto the Lord of God of Israel, and sought Him, He was found of them. Uh, over and over again throughout the Scriptures, God tells us that when we turn to Him, we will find Him. So I really felt like um, through my setback, God was giving me reassurance the very next day and saying, "You know what." I know that this happened, but these promises that I have for you are still true. And I know that you're seeking me and you're going to find me. So I really felt like I had this um, almost like approval from him. I felt like I had this confidence that his promises were true even when I messed up. And I also realized during this fast that a God in my life, a false God that had taken too high of a place in my mind was my scale. And this book helped me get rid of it. It helped me to stop going to the scale every morning to be defeated by whatever the scale said. I wrote a post on this on my website, and I felt like so free from it. And I remember the first few days after getting rid of my scale, it was like, ooh, but I don't have a benchmark. I don't know where I'm at. This is so difficult. But it was also so freeing because my emotions were not on a roller coaster based on what the scale said. And I knew, I knew that the Lord was wanting that from me because it had taken too high of a priority in my mind. And that became very clear to me through this fast. Other things I realized were that I had a lot of false fillers in my life. I was turning to all kinds of things. When I couldn't turn to sugar, I started turning to shopping or my phone, social media, um, other foods, fried foods, eating out, anything I could possibly turn to. Um, there was also a chapter on self-medicating with food. 
And I could relate to that so deeply. Let me read you a quote from there. Um, because I thought about how much I, I can do that. You know, I, I can turn to food to be almost like a place where I self-medicate. Um, there's a poem in here that says, Sugar, because I'm so angry, I don't care what happens. Sugar, because I'm ashamed of how far I've let it go already. Sugar, because I'm addicted, caught in a drunken cycle of lows and highs. Sugar, because she loved by sugar when she wanted to give me comfort and I remember. Sugar, because I haven't learned to value what is simple and beautiful. Um, and then the quote about self-medicating was, self-medicating your pain with food keeps you from the great physician. And it just brought to mind so much about how I can choose food over turning to the great physician. And fasting also in this way, turned my attention outside of myself to others around me, and it gave me a reason to look at the needs of others. On page 148, it says, this is the heart of fasting, that we consider the heart of God. So it was like this invitation from God to start looking around me and stop thinking about myself and my body and my insecurities and what I thought the scale should say and how I'm eating and all of this stuff, and it was it was a way for me to turn my view outside of myself and to look at the needs around me. And God provided lots of opportunities for me to serve others during this time. And I'm so thankful for that because I needed it. I needed to get out of myself and think about others. Um, day 30 was actually my favorite chapter. It talked about sitting at the table with Jesus. And it, it talked about how homes were built uh, back in the days when Jesus lived and how if you had like a, you had your family unit and then if you had sons or daughters that had wives or husbands, they actually lived in the same house and they would just keep building onto their home, new rooms in their home, and you all lived together. And it gave me this incredible image of when God says we have a seat with him at the table in heaven, it doesn't mean some faraway table. It means we're actually seated in his home. And we have a spot in his table at his home. And that just brought so much joy to my heart to think about Jesus giving me this place at his table and to know that I have that security in him. Also, I just want to share with you guys a couple songs that God gave me during this time. Um, one of the chapters was on remembering what God has done for us. And so God actually... That very day gave me the song Remember by Josh Wilson. And it's just, it's a great song because it talks about even when you're going through hard times to remember what God has done for you in the past. Also, a song that he gave me during this, this time was The Battle Belongs by Phil Wickham. And I just remember singing that as like an anthem over this whole, whole fast. I was thinking, you know what, God, this battle belongs to you. My sin was exposed and my idols were brought front and center, and I was prompted to reach out to people and to serve and disciple others. And God so clearly gave me um, this desire to start new writing projects and to get going on it. And overall, I'm just so thankful for that wonderful, like, intimate time with Him that wouldn't have happened without this. And I just want to encourage you, friends, like, if you've ever thought about doing something like this or fasting from something in your life, it doesn't have to be sugar, but it could be social media or, you know, anything that's really become like TV. It could be anything that, that is, takes a place of God in your life. 
I just want to encourage you that you don't have to do it perfectly. And a lot of times throughout this fast, I felt like I wasn't doing it perfectly. I felt like, did I give up enough sugar in my diet? Should I have done more things? Um, but you know what? I had to rest in the work that God was doing I, and not on my performance of this fast. It wasn't about how good I was doing this fast. It was about what God was doing in this fast in my life. And so I want to encourage you, if there's anything that you feel like is too hard to give up, that God will so like quickly come to your aid and meet you where you're at, no matter how hard it feels. And I think that he's such a gracious God in that way because he loves on us. Even when we feel like we can't do something, he meets us where we're at and he takes our hand and he says, you know what, you can do this because you have me by your side. So I just wanted to share all that with you and I wanted to just encourage you guys if there is something in your life, maybe a sin, maybe something that God's tapping on your heart and saying, I want you to give this up or Maybe he's telling you this is taking too high of a priority in your mind. Or maybe he's saying, I really just want you to spend less time on your phone and more time with me. If, if you feel the Lord calling you to that, I want to encourage you that he will help you through that. And if, that is, if that's what he's putting on your heart, he's going to give you the power in his spirit to do that, to follow through with that. So let me pray for you guys today. Um, dear Jesus, I am so, so thankful that you brought this fast to my heart and my mind, and I'm thankful that you called me to do something that was hard because it is so worth it to meet you in the middle and to do what you are calling because I find so much freedom in that. And I thank you for this process that you are taking me through. I know I haven't arrived yet and I haven't completely kicked my sugar addiction, but Lord, the growth that I've seen through this has just been tremendous, and I thank you that you are so present in my life, and you care so deeply about me that you even care about what I eat, and you care about the things that I put in my body, and you care especially about the things that I'm turning to instead of you, and I pray for these sweet ones that are listening. I pray that if you are bringing something to their mind right now, that you would give them the courage to stand up to that thing and to cast it aside and to turn to, and to choose to turn to you and to rest in what you have for them, the greater fulfillment, the greater rest that you have for them. And I think you just said they're listening today and that their hearts are open, and I pray that your spirit will do the work in their lives. And I thank you so much for this day. Amen. All right, friends, if you want to hear more about my journey through this 40-day sugar fast, I did do a blog post on it, so you can visit yourtemplecare.com, and I would love to see you there. And thanks for listening today. Until next time.